and we're live. Hey. We did it. Yay, I'm here. Hey, hello. Hey guys, hey, welcome back. Yeah, yeah. welcome back. How's everything uh, on your end? Uh, it's going all right, I guess. Reese has been uh, recovering well, so she's doing good. Uh, things have been moved around in the office here a little bit, as you can probably see, so everything's kind of all jumbled. Uh, I'm not back to streaming schedule just yet, but uh, yeah, I'm at least here for this. Well, it's great to have you. Welcome back to the podcasting schedule. Yeah. yeah. Um, Paul, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been okay. Nothing too new to report. I guess uh, we started Dark, that Netflix show. That uh, that okay. seems like it's going to be pretty heavy. It's basically, <laughs> apparently, it was sold to me as German Stranger Things, and I can kind of see why okay. from the first couple that episodes. It's a real weird way to sell the show, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the It's dubbed english so we turned that off because that was really awkward to get around there's like the wrong type of emotion in english to like i don't know dubs feel weird to me so it's been better just in german with the actual actors talking and then us just reading the subtitles uh but at first for the first like 10 minutes before we turned that off it was kind of awkward uh that show seems like it's going to be heavy <laughs> it starts off on a real bummer so i'm I'm excited to see where it goes, though. I hear really good things about it. Right on, right on. I watched, um, I watched the movie I talked about last week that I was excited for, Palm Springs. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if you guys can watch it because it's a Hulu original, so I don't know how. Probably not. I don't know if if it got picked up for a different network up in Canada because I have friends up there that I want to like tell to watch this show, but I don't know how they get access to it. Um, this is the Andy Sandberg one, right? Yeah. It's really good. It's very funny, very enjoyable, heartfelt. It was a good time. It was nice watching a good movie again. Uh, it's been so long since I watched a good new movie. Um, mm. that, was, that was very exciting. Uh, I also cool. hear The Old Guard is good, and that was that's a new Netflix one I want to watch. Yeah. That was number one in Canada, I think, uh, last weekend. So people are saying good things about that, too. Just haven't yep. seen watch that. Yeah, I'm one probably yet. gonna watch that uh, this this weekend. Yeah. Uh, in other news, my company got a uh, company wide email this week saying uh, we're not going back into the office this year. Wow. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is the foreseeable future, at least the next uh, like you know five six months. Yeah. Um, get comfortable, I guess. Pretty crazy. Shit's yeah. messed up, man. Yep. I hear you guys are like almost back to normal, though. Uh, we had a bit of a, a small surge today, but our surge is not comparable. No, it's not. No one. Our surge is comparable. like our surge is like fifteen people. <laughs> like no, we, we we had a hundred new cases today. I think it was. And it's like the first time in like a couple no. weeks we've had a hundred. Yeah, we're nothing up here. God, that'd be so nice. Like, yeah, it's so. <laughs> as long as people keep like actually doing their thing, we should stay that way. Hopefully, so we'll see. Yeah, not not down here. Nope, it just gets nope. worse every day. God, everyone down here is such an idiot. <laughs> Shit's fucked, man. Yep. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I got another. I got another like five months of this. Uh, 
So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, it said in the chat, America is trying to die. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Pretty, And then all the stuff with like the schools getting opened. What are you doing? Oh my yeah. gosh. No, what are you doing? No. Oh my God. <sighs> this is mind blowing anyway. at this point. Yep, it is absolutely insane. Um, but speaking of insanity, let's do the top-down perspective. Uh, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. Um, John, we haven't seen you. Have you been playing games? Yes. So I'll, I'll start with uh, the other game, because one of the games is something Paul's been playing, too. Uh, All Was Awakening. It is a, a 2D-ish Metroidvania that was on Steam a couple years ago, and it came to Switch last year. Uh, I needed something to play, so I started going down alphabetically, and I made it to A. Nice. (laughs) So I picked this, because I've been curious about this for a while, and I've seen a bunch of people stream it. So uh, it is is an NES-style Metroidvania, for lack of a better term. Uh, it's, it definitely has like that NES feel like you press a button and there's a slight delay on when you like move and when you attack, everything feels kind of methodical. Uh, the map is very simple. Combat's really simple. Like items are very straightforward, but I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. I like this one too. It seems like it, there's more of a focus on a lot of puzzle stuff more than like Mm -hmm. combat or anything. If I remember. Yeah. Like it's it's been a couple around. It's all about like getting around the map and then like using your spells to figure out things like I, I can't tell if I'm sequence breaking or not because I'm using the uh, the magic stones as a double jump and I don't think that was intended or it might be intended I can't tell yeah I don't think it is intended but I'm not sure either mm. <laughs> yeah I thought this game was kind of cool um, yeah. apparently there's a new one did you know yeah. about this I, I did not find out until uh, I looked up how long to beat this game was uh, apparently oh. last last month, like almost yeah. exactly a month ago, a sequel came out and it is Super Nintendo styled instead of NES styled. Yeah, I'm interested in that one as well. Yeah. So, the, so the next one's going to be like really bad polygonal graphics. I can't tell if I want really bad polygonal or if I want like Mega Man X4 style sprites, like super detailed oh, sprites. God. I can't tell which I want. Yeah, I think I, I think mean, the, I don't, the, the polygons would be way funnier. Yeah, I, not enough games are going after like the PS1 N64 era of like hot trash looking visuals <laughs> and heavy fog. Very true. Uh other than that, I have been playing Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Uh I actually had an early copy of this and uh couldn't talk about it for a while, but uh that that is no, it's definitely a game. Uh, it is the sequel to Curse of the Moon One, which was a which was a uh, bonus milestone on the Bloodstained Kickstarter years ago. Uh, Inti Creates put it out, and it was basically uh, if Bloodstained, the normal Bloodstained, is Symphony of the Night. This is Castlevania, or that was Castlevania One, and this time around, this is Castlevania Three in terms of difficulty because mm-hmm. it is way harder than the original Curse of the Moon was. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where my problems with this lay is that I like to play. So like, first of all, before people say it, I know you're supposed to use the different skills, but I like to just play like the main dudes and like try to dodge stuff and whatever and like get through normally. This Mm -hmm. game is built around the fact that you have a character that can go invincible in some parts because like some of the parts are fucking garbage. 
Well, <laughs> sort of, sort of. Yes, no, definitely you can tell Hachi uh, carries a lot on his shoulders. But uh, Hachi Machi. What? Is that anything? What'd you say? A hamachi? A hamachi is a thing. Hachi, oh, no. Ha, no, hachimachi, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no, uh, hachi is a, a corgi that controls a giant mech. Yeah. And uh, his only ability is, well, he's got a couple different abilities, but he can turn invincible at the cost of a lot of your magic. Wait, like that, yeah. that, uh, like that golfing game. What was the robot golfing game? A hundred foot robot golf. Yeah, wasn't that a, a a corgi controlling a mech? Five corgis, yeah. Yeah, man, these people rip that guy off. <laughs> true, very true. Yeah. Um. So, Paul, ironically, what you're looking for is in the game. There is actually straight up a sing- one character only mode, and you can pick whatever. Yeah, character but you, you have to beat the game, right? Oh, first. you you have to do a lot. <laughs> so to unlock oh, everything you? in this, so to unlock everything in the game, you have to beat it six times. Oh fuck! I'm not doing yeah. that. So uh, <laughs> there's there's episode one. You beat that, yep. and then episode two yep. starts. Episode two has two different endings. If you get okay. if you get the good ending, you go straight to the final chapter. If you get the bad ending, you go to the EX chapter, which then leads to the final chapter. Uh, and then okay. when you beat the final chapter, you unlock uh, something specific. You unlock an extra ability for one of your characters. And then if you beat the final chapter a specific way, you will unlock uh, single character mode. So like, you know how on the on the uh, episode select, like, there's like four grouped together and then there's the one yep. by itself. The one by itself is single character mode. Gotcha. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So how far did you get? I just I mean, I finished chapter one and that felt like a slog, honestly. Oh, so you, <laughs> you, fi- you finished episode one and that was it? Episode one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, I kind of don't want to play more. Also, Dominique is really good. And every yeah. time I lost her, I was just like, well, fuck. Then, then, <laughs> then don't, then don't play episode two. Yeah. So, well, uh, cause like episode two is all about getting her, right? Yeah. Again, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So uh, episode two, you have all your other characters. Like, so you have the other characters that you got in episode one, but she's yeah. not available and the bosses are harder now. Like they've learned new moves and going through episode two makes you realize they designed episode one all around you using Dominique. Yeah, she's they did. The, she's the only character that can attack straight up. And her magic is fucking broken. All of yep. it is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is. You guys are saying episode one and two, the, the way you're yeah. describing it, is it the same game, but yes. just a little different? Yes. That's not how episodes work. What? So here's so here's how the game works. Uh the first episode is you go through eight stages and you feed, defeat a boss and then an event happens and then episode 2 unlocks where you now have to play through the same chapters again. But now you yeah. have your starting character your characters that you picked up along the way in episode 1 at the beginning. So there's a bunch of branching paths you can take and you can find different yeah. collectibles and stuff. Uh, once you've gone through all eight stages again, you get a different final boss. And then depending on if you found the the thing you need or not, uh, you'll either go into EX mode where you again play through the eight same eight stages, uh, but with a different party. And thus there's different areas you can get to in different parts of the stages. 
or you go into the final episode, which I think is the more interesting of the four, uh, where you can just choose whatever order you do the stages in and build your party up however you want. Mm. But you're basically playing the same game four yes. times. This this is the the one downside of the game that I have. Yeah, this fatigued. sucks. Yeah. So the, I got fatigued on this. I will admit. Uh, sure. The stages are really well designed, but like episode two onwards, the bosses don't change. So if you learn how to fight a boss a specific way, like you'll always be able to do that afterwards. But the thing Those is, bosses the bosses are great. I the like bosses them, are great. Except, except for yeah. the chapter seven boss. Fuck that boss. Yep. I always yeah. Yeah. You knew <laughs> <laughs> that boss it, doesn't telegraph anything. No, because well, that's the boss. I mean, so, it does. It, oh, so that's the right. boss. That's the boss from Curse of the Moon one. And yeah. yes, it actually telegraphs every single one of its moves. You just need to learn how to read them, which sucks because it entirely depends on where her arms are. Like this, this is like safe oh, zone. Christ this sakes. is like no safe zone. This is safe zone over here, and vice versa. It's really stupid. Oh, and the color, yeah, just, like, just like on a bicycle. It literally is just like a football <laughs> ref. Like on a bicycle. They should call this like playthrough, like A playthrough B. What did, what did they call them in in near Paul ending a ending B ending yeah C. endings but when and, but when you like started it up again was it just like n- new game or like how did yeah. you know you were about to get playthrough B game A game B I think Is that what it was that I, I can't I, remember but I can't remember either I'm just stuck yeah. on this episode thing episode implies it is different well I mean because the story continue it's a continuation of the story right so it yeah I get what you're coming where you're coming from for sure. I, in terms of length compared to the first one, is one episode as long as the whole first game or are all four episodes together as long as the first game? So from what it's been a while since I played Curse of the Moon one, uh, like at least two years. Yeah, the game's uh, only like four or five hours long. It's not super long. Something like that. It, it, it had 12 or 13 stages. But once you beat the game the first time around, you unlocked a new chapter or like a new episode and you had to play through all of those again to get a different final boss and a different ending. But right. that was it. Yeah. You could unlock a third mode, which I think was literally the solo mode that Paul's looking for, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, Zengetsu only yeah, Zengetsu, mode, basically. Zengetsu only mode, yeah. Uh, that's That's exactly how you get it again this time around. Mm, but but sense. they they actually reward you for doing it this time instead because the final boss is different and uh like you get a new power up and stuff like that basically but uh yeah no this is more game but less stages technically um i think the boss stage eight can go fuck itself i hate stage, that stage stage eight isn't that bad the thing that's just chasing you that you hit i hate oh right that okay thing. Okay, never mind. Now I remember what I said. You know you can hit that, right? Yeah. Th- I hate it, though. I hate yeah. juggling it while going through it. <laughs> I, I completely forgot that about that because it never shows up after episode one again. It shows up Good. one It shows up one more time, and it's very mm-hmm. specific where it is, and it's nowhere near as much of a hassle. Like, specifically... I guess it, that, that makes sense. Because yeah. you killed that dude, so... Yeah. yeah. But, um... Yeah, no. So, about the same amount of bosses as the first game but less stages, but the stages are bigger and more branching paths in them. And they design, they design the extra episodes through about you going around these different paths, at least when you can. Yeah. This game costs more too. Didn't one launch at 10 bucks? Probably. 
I think one, one launched at 10 one's and this one's 15. 15. I mean, that's not yeah. that big a difference. But it, like, it definitely is a longer game for better and for worse. I enjoyed yeah, it, but like, bigger. but playing through it six times was just like, no. And then when you unlock yeah. the final mode and it's like, okay, now you can beat the game with just one character if you want. And here's like all seven characters you have available. I'm like, mm, nope, stop in here. Also, right. just on a personal note, I don't think the music is as good as the first one either. Uh, it's yeah, not as I, memorable. I might agree with you on that. I, it didn't feel as a uh, as standout. It has a few tracks that were standout, but not as many. Definitely. Yeah. Well, well that's another problem with the fact that you have to do eight stages over and over. Is you're only getting the same eight stage tracks again. Yeah. True. True. All right. So looking it up on how long to beat. Uh, main story for the first Curse of the Moon was two hours versus three for the sequel. Main an extra four versus seven for the sequel, and completion is nine and a half versus seventeen for the sequel. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so it, it is it is close to double in length, basically. Yeah, that's beefy. And it's also like I said, it's way harder because the first game felt more or less like if you knew if you knew your Castlevania games, it was a cakewalk, and this one yep. you you got to earn your way through it. Holy shit! It's difficult. Some, yep. some of those stages are rough. And if you're missing a certain character, either through plot reasons or like or damage, like you have to relearn those bosses and you got to relearn them hard. Yep. Those bosses are still good, though. I really like those boss fights for the most part. I think the uh, fire snake is probably the weakest of the good ones. No, I would say the train. Fun. The train's the easiest one. I can get through the train boss without ever getting well, hit. Yeah, the train is so... <laughs> That's yeah. barely a boss, yeah. basically. The, the fire one's a bit annoying because there's a couple spots I still haven't figured out how to avoid damage, but uh, yeah. Snake was yeah. not bad. I, I, I will... Even learning the patterns, I still hate boss 7. I'm trying to remember... Boss 7 is the... Boss, uh, is the yeah, yeah, the yeah, bugs. The, yeah. Yep, the bug lady. The bug lady. Yep, I hate her. Also, the run-up to her with the bridge part is really bad because mm-hmm. getting hit off basically if i didn't have invincibility i would just restart at that checkpoint and, yeah. and then like if hachi died i was screwed hachi yeah you have to swap through your characters so much just to extend your health it's ridiculous there's some cool things you can do to get to like places where you use dominique's big jump then you switch to robert to do a wall jump and then you switch to hachi to do a hover yeah and, like there's some cool ways you can break the game by being decent i, I don't even think cool. that i don't even think that's breaking the game i think that's actually what they intended you to do with a bunch of these some of it is definitely for sure because there's yeah. some jumps where i'm like how would you do this and then it's like oh no that works yeah yep. no i i like it but uh yeah definitely burnt out on it after having beaten it six times to get all the th- all the unlocks and uh i think tomorrow they're putting in uh, boss rush mode so like they're they're going to be actively Ooh. adding dlc to this okay that's cool. Yeah. If you like classic Castlevania, I do recommend it, but uh, prepare to get mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all I've been playing. For sure. <laughs> all right. I'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Bloodstained 2 or Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. It's good. Uh, I played Neon Abyss a whole lot yesterday. This right, game is great. Hearing, it is actually good. I've been hearing a lot about it. This is if... um. If Enter the Gungeon, Binding of Isaac are S tier, this is A, and the only reason it's not S is because those have been updated for years and have so much content, and this is, like, 
new, so they have it, they don't have the track record yet. But this game is like one of the best roguelikes I've played in a long time, easily. Uh, okay. So it it is. Wait, where, a, hang on. In your tier list, where do you put Dead Cells on that? Dead Cells is S. Okay, I'm just making sure that it was in the right category. Okay. Dead Cells has also been updated for years now. It has, <laughs> like That's constantly. True. Where do you where do you yeah. put? Okay, where do you put? And I'm just curious. Well, I'm going to rank all my games. Where do you put Hades in that? Uh, Hades is currently is A. But Whoa, what, it's, is, what is Hades? It's teetering. It's been updated for a long time. Uh, I'm just mad because it reset all my progress. <laughs> that, I, I like whatever. I I almost think you should like reset because they've put like so much into that game. You would like pro- you yeah. probably miss some stuff. I mean, I definitely did because they reset all my shit. <laughs> they reset everything. Did you play Moonlighter? But, um, yeah, that's probably a B for me. It's okay. I like Moonlight got, a lot. None, got a none of the other ones you get to also run an item shop. True. I I think that's the weakest part of Moonlighter, though. Oh, gameplay I, that wise. part's great. You get to tackle people trying to steal your stuff. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so Neon Abyss is a platform, uh, side-scrolling action platforming where you have a melee weapon and a gun. Uh, but for the most part, you're going to be using your gun because that's kind of where all the synergies and stuff lie and you have different guns you can get or whatever. Um, it is a roguelike, so it does the whole thing of you go into the dungeon, you have, you're have fighting through a level, then you have a boss at the end, and throughout that level you have different items like bombs and keys to open up different doors and pathways to get money and other items to increase your power level and make the game easier or whatever for you it's pretty standard i think the thing i like about it though is that it's simpler than something like scourge brainer which kind of does a whole bunch of stuff to be really stylish fast and cool this is just basically like the simplicity of like a binding of isaac where you can read what the items will do and you know how they're going to interact with each other and you can build a run basically going sight unseen and just like everything about it reads good the enemies telegraph properly. Uh, I never felt really like there were many times where I took damage and the game like screwed me over. Like every time it was like, okay, this guy is very clearly going to like jump at me in a certain way. And I know that I can either dodge it or try to kill him quickly or whatever. Um, so there is a dodge roll. I feel like that's critical. There's a dodge roll for one specific character. There's different characters and each one has different things associated with them your first character is named wade and he's just a standard like normal white grunt dude who has a gun three hearts and i think starts with a grenade uh the other character you can play as after your first run is named anna she has four a little more health she has four hearts that she starts with and a key so she can open a locked door right away uh, I just unlocked a new character named Matt. He has three hearts uh, to start, and he has a dodge roll specifically. And then you have like a robot character that doesn't get hearts, but he only gets armor, like shields. And yeah, there's different characters that you unlock as you go. And it has the rogue legacy sort of thing as you're getting a currency that you kind of build up your runs with. So you unlock different, you have like a skill tree at, um, at the end uh, that you can like buy new upgrades for. So like the first upgrade you always get is uh, 
trying to remember what it is. I think it's just every every floor will now have a secret room of the dungeon. And then, like, another one is rocks that have items in them will be marked with paint. So you know which one specifically to bomb for items now. And then, like, different uh, items or whatever that you can get in your runs from there on. So, yeah, no, it again, like, it doesn't do anything brand new or crazy. It just does the simplicity of a good roguelike, like Binding of Isaac, in a action platformer uh, type yeah, of the, game. The, the platforming really makes, makes me wonder, like, it's more plays like Dead Cells then, as opposed to, like, a dual joystick shooter. It does, yeah. It plays yeah, okay. definitely more like uh, Dead Cells with a focus on gun combat more than anything. Uh, but yeah, there's like definitely more platforming thing. There's parts where there's spikes on the ground, and when you run over after a second, spikes will come up. Uh, there's Classic bouncy pads to get up higher. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really good. I like wanted to just see if it was any good because people have been talking it up a little bit last night and I ended up playing five hours like it was nothing. Like I just oh, lost wow. my Did night. You play, yeah, Because you mentioned this just after we signed off last week. Did you play any of West of Dead? I did. I didn't like it. Like no. at all. No. Okay. Yeah. The art style's cool. It just feels kind of like muddy or something moving. I didn't like the movement in it at all. The movement is weird for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh... I definitely recommend Neon Abyss to like, basically, if you like Binding of Isaac, you need to check this out, especially since it's on Game Pass. Like, if you have Game Pass, just install it and And at this point, you're losing money not having Game Pass. Well, I mean, that may or may not be true. <laughs> Depending if you're buying all these games separately, you're definitely losing money without Game Pass. But right. yeah, it's very good. Uh, that's all I've been playing, though. All right, I played some stuff. Um, let's start with Deadly Premonition 2. All right. Yeah, I heard this is the worst frame rate of any game in the last this 10 years. This game <laughs> runs like dog shit. Yeah, I've Holy heard this. smokes, this game. It almost doesn't want you to play it. The frame rate is <laughs> so bad. The loading is The loading is not terribly long. It's like... I don't know, I want to say on average like 20 second load screens, but they're so frequent and consistent, it feels like there's they're way longer than they should be. Anytime you open like a door to go somewhere, there's going to be a 20 second load. So like, so it's an open world game. So you think like, okay, I get a mission. I'm going to go over to the, the, the uh, fast travel spot. I'm going to open the map, select where I want to go, arrive at the fast travel spot, go into the house that I'm trying to get to every step. There's a 20 second load in between of those. Mm. Awesome. So that gets insane. Um, now are you playing in handheld mode or are you playing in uh, TV mode? I'm doing both and both have the same. It issue? runs like dog shit in both. Mm. <laughs> uh, I actually don't think it gets better in either way. Like whatever performance boost the dock usually gives you. It's not, it's not doing it. It's not doing enough if it is doing something. Um, what's odd, though, is like the Switch is fan. I think most of the time I've been doing. Um, oh, I, I'm pretty I'm pretty split. Even when I'm doing handheld mode, the fan's not going loud. So like the game isn't even like trying to tax the machine. I don't know what's going on. I would assume if this game is chugging so bad that the fan would at least spin up and be like, 
you know, get your back in it, Switch. What are you doing, man? Um, <clears throat> but I don't know. I, I I can't really speak to the to the nitty gritty like that. Anyway, um, from from I'm trying. It's really hard to kind of to look at this game as in like, is it good? Is it bad? Like you know, I've been talking about this for weeks. I, it's it's hard to come down on <laughs> on a Deadly Premonition game. Yeah, I guess if like. There's a lot of design things in there that are like this just kind of sucks that this is here. Um and I and what I'm trying to do so much is think back to Deadly Premonition 1 cuz I'm assuming a lot of the same things were in that one. But that was mm. 10 years ago, so I can't yeah. quite remember if it's just like well they did it in the first one so they're doing it again. Um so it's it's hard to say like is this just kooky deadly premonition or is it is it just like this just kind of is bad game design and I'll I'll give you an example. I'm okay. I'm stuck on this one mission right now. <clears throat> and I'm in this weird scenario where I need to go get some kind of food. Actually, let me take one step back. I need to get 3 things of food uh for an NPC. That's my quest. I have 3 quests. Get one and each one is collect a thing of food. First one's pretty easy. You go to this guy's food truck, you buy the thing, done. Second one is I need to find canned spinach that is only found in a vending machine. The game does not tell you which vending machine. You have an entire city of vending machines. Mm -hmm. There is absolutely no hints. There's no icons on the map. There's nothing. You just need to go around and hope you come across the one vending machine that looks exactly the same as all the other ones, but this one has the the food you need in it. There's definitely a mission where you have to buy cheddar from the inn lady in the first game that they never, for somebody, and they don't tell you where you buy it. So I think this is a deadly premonition thing. I think so as well. So let me continue, because this, this mission gets worse. So I've, I've, I just looked up where to find it, because I'm not... I'm not going around looking at the thing. Playing this yeah. game is is kind of hard with this frame rate. To the point of like, so you get a skateboard, which is awesome. York on a skateboard is fantastic. I love it. And he's so into his skateboard. He refers to his skateboard as his darling. Every time he's talking to someone about a skateboard, he's like, you know, can you help me fix my darling? It's, it's goofy and weird. So like from a story yep. side, you are getting goofy York. He's talking about movies all the time. And that's fantastic. You're getting some weird ass NPCs, and that's what I come to a deadly premonition for. So, like, if you're from like a storytelling point, you're getting the deadly premonition you want. But again, everything on the outside is it's you have to muscle through some weird thing. The game runs terribly when you're on the skateboard. Um, so the frame rate is bad. Things will pop in and out of existence as you're skateboarding around, which makes it hard to like look around the environment if you're trying to find something. For example. A vending machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so that third item I'm looking for is I have to go to this lady on a specific day and she will make me this food. I can only Uh go to her on. She only makes it on Mondays, she says. Okay, so it's Wednesday in my game. So I'm like, okay, so so this and I've been wrestling with this for like an hour at this point. I have to go back to my inn or I need to in some way I need to um, I need to sleep five days. Sure. That's the only way to get to Monday is I have to sleep for five days. You can only sleep in 24 hour increments at, at max. Sure. So I didn't have, so you can either smoke, which speeds up time, or you can go to the inn and sleep in your bed. And then that's, and then that you can just like jump a full day. You don't need to like wait for time to go fast. 
So I go to the home, I go to the inn. I sleep for 24 hours. That's fine. I do it again. Sleep for 24 hours. That's fine. At that point, my BO is really high. Sure. Okay. So now I need to figure this out. This is the first time I had gotten my BO this high. So I go to the shower. I go to use the shower. Shower's broken. This is actually a separate mission. I need to fix the shower. Okay. Well, do I need to do this done? When your BO is high, every time you talk to someone, it costs you $50. What? That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deadly premonition thing. I should also say every time you sleep like a full day because you're in a hotel, it costs you $150. So I can only jump forward so many days before I'm going to be out of money. So at this point, it's like, okay, I need to get this BO thing fixed because I still have a few days I need to sleep. And I, I and I can't lose 50 bucks every time I talk to someone. Yeah. Um. So I so I find out, oh, oh to, to do this mission, you need to talk to the concierge. The concierge is only there starting at three o'clock. And right. I've unfortunately missed that time. So I need to sleep another day and get to three o'clock. So I do that. He's finally there at the thing. I can talk to him. Actually, that's not true. You can call him with the bell at any time. But you can only talk to him if he's standing behind the desk at the right time. So you talk to the guy Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to we're not going to fix it. Uh, We're going to get someone here a week from now to fix it. And York's like, can you put me in a different room? No, all the rooms are connected to the same water valve. He's like, is there any other hotels? No, we're the only good one. So York has to end up fixing it himself by going up to a valve and turning it. Okay, he does it. He turns it. It it warps you to the the shower shower still broken what do you have to do you got to talk to the concierge again okay i go do that concierge like i don't know maybe you should talk to the bellboy the bellboy is also only there at certain times of the of the day not the same as the concierge so i got to sleep again and get to the right time of day get to the bellboy he makes you do another valve same thing happens again and now this is the part where I'm at because I keep like screwing up the times and being like, I got to just restart. I'm losing so much money. I, like there is a bet more efficient way for me as I'm learning more of these. I have to do this again with another dude who's at a different time just so I can get this one meal from somebody on Monday and actually not and, and actually get a shower before then. Have you ever noticed that I think people talking about Deadly Premonition is actually better than playing Deadly Premonition? Oh, yeah, no. Deadly Premonition is a spectacle game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, this is a weird game. Like, uh, it's weird. It, like, I, I, I love, I'm loving the story stuff. York is as good as ever. Um, yeah. But, like, it is, it is actively hard to get through. And that's a bummer. Um, yeah. It's also weird because this is like, I know it's a budget title. It's it's 50 bucks instead of your typical 60. The first game launched at $20. Yeah. Uh, I And I think this one is worse. Just, you know, I think the first one is just a stronger game. It also had the advantage of being the first one, so it was a little unexpected. Uh-huh. Um, so you don't, know, this you, game would be fantastic to watch, for sure. So like, again, you think this one's just not necessary because of, like, if the technical issues were gone, do you think it would be a better game? Oh, fan for sure. Like I, yeah. I would probably like I, some of the mission design is terrible. Like I just went through a big long thing about how the mission design can be absolutely terrible. Yeah, sure. Um, but at least if I could like get around without everything freezing the whole time, there's a weird yeah. thing where when I come out of sleep mode, the game is hitched for a while. Like the game does not like sleep mode. Yeah, 
This is actually um, one of the hearing all of this stuff. Like I've been kind of following people's opinions on how this game runs. It's made me actively not want to play it because, yeah, it sounds really rough. It's it's hard to recommend. Like I I think I can only recommend it to people that are like diehard Deadly Premonition fans. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see it my way through it. I'm not super far into it. There are It is split up into episodes. These are actual episodes, though, not your weird bloodstained Curse of the Moon bullshit episode things. Wow. Um, so I'm on episode two. Like, I'm only a few hours into it. If you go by my uh, in-game clock, though, I'm 117 hours into it because it doesn't yeah. know how to handle sleep mode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so great. I've actually finished this game six times over. No, nah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Like, I don't know. You learn uh, skateboard tricks, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, here's another weird thing. Um, I was talking about this recently with um, Last of Us Part Two. It does the thing that God of War did that was really great when there's like, um, you know, uh, like banter while you're going somewhere. Well, you know, they'll, they'll be telling a story, and if you cut them off, eventually when you like get back to like the commuting, they'll be like, Hey, what were you talking about again? Oh yeah. And they'll continue from where they are. This doesn't do that. And it so aggressively doesn't do that, that it's annoying to the part where he'll just repeat stuff. He's already said, like I've heard him talk about how Zach likes milk in his coffee, like eight times in a row. And I shouldn't say eight times in a row. I should say eight times. However, I have had it a couple times in a row, which is insane to me. Like, I understand if you didn't record that much stuff, but they're showing up repeatedly like back to back. Which is insane. It's also yeah. I've also noticed that if I like get off my skateboard uh, while he's having like an interesting conversation with you know himself about a movie, he'll just stop talking and I don't get to hear the rest of that. Oh, so, and it'll you know maybe at some point when I'm skateboarding around again, he'll start that conversation over from the very beginning. So maybe I'll get to hear it then. So it's led to me doing a lot of stuff like this is the stuff I love. Yeah, let's do it. I'll get to my de- destination and I'll just like roll around in circles because i want to hear what's going on and i don't want to like miss it you, you have an npc that sometimes is with you if you jump on your skateboard while they're talking they'll you just never get to hear what that end of that conversation was hmm. just yeah weird weird stuff like that it's it's a it is a prickly game it could use a lot of uh fine tuning i'm curious if they're how much they actually are going to fix um yeah how much they can how much how much they can yeah uh I will say though, and here's a really here's a weird thing. This is neither here nor there. the The premise of this game is is uh is is actually Zach is getting interviewed by two FBI agents about a mission that happened in 2005, and you're playing that mission as York. So like, that's actually kind of interesting. I want to know what's going on with that. Anyway, hmm. the the uh, Zach is in a is in an apartment in Boston. His apartment looks identical to the apartment from D4. Oh, wow. Like, it's oh. This, like it is the same apartment. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, do they just, like, reuse these assets because, like, no one played D4? I don't know. But I just thought that was kind of a fun little thing. Like, is that guy, is it the same world? Is that guy there? Who knows? I don't know, man. Weird, man. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a fun little thing. People should play D4. That's a that's a weird. Yeah, game. they'll never get the ending to D four, which is the real bummer. <laughs> yeah, they won't. Yeah, they won't. It's never. It's yeah, which is a bummer. It's super bummer. Um, all right, I've been playing some less exciting stuff like Fallout seventy six because that is now on Game Pass. I was about to ask yeah, why, but I guess that, that makes way more sense. 
That game is fine. It's just so like like, underwhelming. I don't like this game. Yeah, it's fine. I think it's just. I think it's just because I'm not a huge Fallout guy. Yeah, then why are you playing this? Because it's you know it's Game Pass. It's got co-op. I'm always up for some co-op times. The co-op, yeah, yeah. So that's good. It's just again though, all the things that kind of make it a Fallout game just rub me the wrong way. Like I hate using their menu, like the Pit Boy. Oh yeah, it's just always annoying. Um, also, the fact that it doesn't have like a really good written story. It has story, story stuff seems, in it, but it does have story stuff. I'm going through that. It just seems kind of it's just not as good. Yeah. Um, I think the game looks bad. I hate the way it looks. I think like, it is not a pretty game in any the, capacity. The, that engine has been bad for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And just things like how kind of the like the routine, the loop of the game is like go into a house and like open up every single drawer and it's. I don't really enjoy doing that. And all the stuff I am picking up, it's like, I don't even know if I need any of this. Like, why am I picking up empty bottles? Because or, you break it down into stuff to make your weapons better. Yeah, I don't like doing any of that. That's the thing. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I, this isn't for you. This is this game's not That's literally the gameplay loop, is picking up That's shit and making your weapons better. Yeah, I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's so complicated. The whole camp system, it, I just find it overly complicated. Anyway. It's on Game Pass, so if, if you want to try it out, you can definitely do that. That's the right um, price. For it free for, on something that you're paying for other games on. <laughs> uh, the last game I've been playing this week is called Night Call. Uh, yes. This, you play a taxi driver in Paris who was on, like, the first night you were attacked and put into a coma. When you eventually recovered, the police kind of force you to work as an like an undercover agent for them to kind of gather intel on other uh you know <clears throat> people taking cabs around to try and figure out who the person that stabbed you was because he's just like a, he's like a serial killer and they're wanting to catch the uh the serial killer plays exactly the same as neo cab a game i talked about last year that launched on apple arcade you know, you get a, a map screen of the area. You pick someone's face that you want to take them on their next ride. You have to balance, like, how much gas do I have? How much money do I have? The fares and stuff like that. And then it's basically just a visual novel. You just kind of talk to them. You make decisions. Uh, you know, you try to get intel out of them while this mystery is going. What's kind of interesting mm-hmm. with this one is when you start a new a new game, there seems to be, like, different stories you can play. There's like a, there's like three of them, I think, um, okay. which that's kind of interesting. I'm looking forward to like finishing this one and then seeing if, is it a completely different story? Like, what's the deal with this? Did they make like kind of like three, you know, quote unquote episodes, actual episodes, maybe not actual episodes. Maybe it's just the same thing again with a new boss. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it. It sounds good. It looks good. It's it's pretty chill time. And if you liked Neo Cab, or if you played Night Call and, and you're looking for something like Night Call, you should play Neo Cab because they're they're so similar the two games. Uh, but that's also on Game Pass. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's all I've been playing. So let's go through some news. All right. So uh, last time we did this podcast, a few. Uh, a few things have happened in between. Specifically, two of these like faux E3 things went down. Uh, the first of which was Devolver Direct 2020. That was on the, I think, Friday? Like the day after, Saturday. maybe the Saturday? It was a Saturday? It was okay. Saturday. Yep. 
Uh, they showed some stuff. They showed a little bit of Shadow Warrior 3, which is coming out next year. Um, looks like more Shadow Warrior, so that's good. Carrion? That was seemed like the, the one of the bigger names. They showed more Carrion, Carrion is out in a week from our recording this. Yeah. Yep. Another and Game it's all- Pass title. Game Pass title, yep. And that's basically the thing, the game? Yes. Um, they showed a little bit of Fall Guys, or they gave a date for it, which is August 4th, specifically. Right. I'm excited for that. Me too, yeah. Uh, it still looks cute. <laughs> There's nothing new there. So, yeah, August 4th, uh, PC and PS4. Um, they showed Series Sam 4, for whatever reason, that's still a game. <laughs> so there you go. If you like Series Sam, that's coming. Apparently, Series Sam has game on more. Stadia, uh, Stadia and, P- and PC. Apparently, those games have lore. Yeah, I've never cared. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Care I mean, that's also Sam. not the main focus of them. So sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they showed a game called Elijah or Elysia or something like that, which is a very, very basic pixelated looking game where you have a spear that you throw and can like summon back to you. Uh, it looks like a like the axe from God of War. Kind of. Yeah. Um, Does it have a thati- satisfying thunk? Probably. I don't know. It looks like Prince of Persia, like the old Prince of Persia. It's very old looking, okay. like very pixely. Sure. Uh, maybe to the point where I don't like how it looks. It looks like it might play good, but I really don't like the style of it at all. Um, Did you download their their like fake E3 game thing? No. So that was the last thing. They have Devolverland Expo, which is a first person market simulator. And that didn't sound appealing to me at all. So I didn't bother. I just kind of like looked some stuff online. I didn't play it myself, but yeah, it's it's like a fake E three floor that is empty and, and just kind of weird. And you can walk through it and then play a bunch of demos of these games, you know, on the quote unquote show show floor. Sure, yeah, I didn't care about that at all. But that is a thing. I think you can still download for free if you yeah. want to check that out. Uh, that's kind of it, though. I mean, the thing with Devolver is they kind of were doing like a little mini movie that was split up between multiple they always years. Do. So yeah. that was the thing to watch. And they wrapped it up, I guess, this year. They like there was credits, I will say. Oh, right on. OK. <laughs> yeah. Good for them, man. Like. Yeah. They're not the biggest name, but they, they go for it. And I, and I appreciate that. <laughs> they definitely go for it. Yep. And then the next day, Ubisoft had a thing, which was the most pointless thing I've ever seen in my life. So what they showed there. So many bad things about this. So what happened? So the first 15 minutes was just Watch Dogs Legion. I think Uh, I think we should also right before we get into the games, though, um, they had announced, I think on Friday um, that they were not going to address any of the like allegations and and, uh, employees stepping down stuff with their with the culture going on there. Sure. Um, they said, Hey, this thing was all pre-recorded, so we're not going to be talking about, uh, all this stuff going on, which if you don't know, there's just, there's been a ton of like crazy allegations and, uh, at, at Ubisoft, uh, and a lot of like high level people stepping down or being asked to leave the company because of like weird abuse cases and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. so Ubisoft kind of got out in front and said, Hey, we're not going to discuss that. This is a pre-recorded thing, yeah. which I think kind of sucks. Like how hard would it have been to add a 15 second title card to these videos? Yeah. Well, there was a half like, an hour pre-show that they could have done it in. That did <laughs> seem like they, they had, well, I think it. those were also 
pre-recorded as the they thing. were pre-recorded so but it's still like i'm not trying to swim chops i edit video for a living it is not that hard <laughs> to put in a title card for 15 seconds sure yeah especially since like they would have known about this stuff well beforehand like it just seemed weird not to yeah no tenmar's right you don't spoil games of marketing with a pr nightmare that's why they didn't they should have, but that's why they didn't. I think they still, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's what they didn't want to do is like start it off, but I still, but they should have. Like I'm seeing tons of other companies have been doing that. When, like you think of even like Apple with WWDC, they stepped out and they addressed like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that before all of their big announcements of iOS 14. Like it just seems like that's, that is what you should do. Yeah. Well, especially since they didn't even announce anything worth talking about, really. So Watch Dogs Legion took up the first 15 minutes of this thing. Uh, by five minutes in, I think literally everybody was like, okay, next. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> we get it. Game's coming out. You sh- this you showed this shit last year that you're showing. So, okay. I think um, I came down a little, a little more positive on this. I, I, I feel like we have to look at these like not so much a replacement for the big spectacle that would have been the E3, the, the Ubisoft E3 press conference. Um, that's what, you know, we all go into it thinking that, but they said near the end, they're going to be doing another one of these going forward an, right. another forward at that right. point. It's like, Oh, these are now just going to be recurring Nintendo directs. And at that point, I think that's yeah. why there's not going to be as many announcements and it's more gameplay uh, because it's just a different thing at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I don't so think they conveyed that very well at the beginning. It's the real problem, right? Yeah, that's the thing is we we didn't know that this is going to be an ongoing thing. So going into it, it, it it like I said, it felt like this is, should be the replacement when that's not what it it actually was. It is their style, their version of a Nintendo Direct, and they're going to be doing these ongoing. So I bet they're going to be less announcement heavy and more. Hey, let's get some deep dives on the gameplay and stuff. Um, which I just also wanted to say, I think Watch Dogs Legion looks super fun. I'm looking forward to playing that. It looks fine. Yep. Uh, I didn't need to see 15 minutes of it. That's where I stand on it. Um, although the, I will say that intro trailer, the like, welcome to the resistance trailer was very cool looking. I like that art style of like the cab driver that goofy, picks, that, uh, that picks up the dude. And then it's like. All right, well, you're now fucked because you you're now part aided of yeah, a terrorist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just so curious how the like everyone is a playable character. I just want to like figure out what what does that actual mean? Like every NPC can be recruited, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, I also think it looks really nice. Yeah, it looks OK. I think it'll be fun. Um, They showed Brawlhalla is coming to Android and iPhones. Uh, that was that announcement. August 6th. Apparently, and apparently crossplay as well with those. So, yeah, nice. There you go. Uh, Hyperscape has a story apparently because why not? Uh, so Hyperscape is now officially out in open beta for people to download and play. Uh, it was actually out, I think, the day of the uh, forward, um, and they showed that there's a battle pass coming. There's this weird story trailer of like. The world sucks, so we go live in the hyperscape, but terrorists have taken it. So there's dumb shit going on if you care about that. It's go very check ready player one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla showed gameplay. That was a thing. Uh, confirmed November 17th is when it's going to come out. And that game looks like it is all about 
the Vikings attacking the Brits. That is the whole thing with a little bit of mythology sprinkled in. So if you want your mythology-based Viking game, you still have to go to God of War. This looks much more just about martial combat. And I bet there's going to be plenty of, of like weird Norse mythology stuff in there. There's no like going off of what they did with um, Odyssey and Origins and all like the weird god stuff that you battled and did there. There's yeah. they're definitely going to do Norse stuff for sure at some um, point. Yeah, it looks like it plays just like those other two. Uh, so it does. I will. I will definitely play that. Like that is a that is my mac and cheese game that I can just chill out. <laughs> don't even need to worry. It's like my comfort food game at this point. Sure. Um, so like I am there for sure. Yep. Uh. If you're into the Assassin's Creed games and you haven't seen it, you can go check out that gameplay and just take a look. Uh, again, those environments are fucking phenomenal looking. Whoever is doing their environmental design needs like a huge raise or something because Jesus. Well, it's probably 800 different people, so they, they can't all give need too much of a raise because it's like half of the game developers on the planet work <laughs> on, at the Assassin's Creed series at this point. Uh, they showed the reveal trailer for Far Cry 6 where uh, Giancarlo Esposito hands his little boy a live grenade and tells him about, you have to grip the people tightly, otherwise they'll explode. And it shows a civil war going on in, like, Mexico or Colombia or whatever. Yeah, this Far Cry 6 had been uh, leaked earlier in the week. Like a um, day or two before, yeah. Which I, I think that's also kind of led to not a ton of excitement around this press conference. Is At that point, there were no new announcements and the big like one last thing had leaked um so so that was a that's a bummer for them uh, yeah and are you excited for a far cry 6 i mean i'm gonna play it but i wouldn't say i'm excited like it'll be there when i get okay. to it yeah i'm sure it'll play uh, fine they also showed um that uh rainbow six game the the mobile one with like all the characters from everything. Yeah. Sam Fisher's there. Yeah, so I I've, I've been playing that in alpha and it's just called like Project Clancy or something stupid. I think the actual name is like Oh my god. I think it actually it does it? have a name, yeah. It does have a name, yeah. I can't, I can't remember. remember what it that is. game's they fine. Didn't. It's not worth talking about really. Uh but it's okay. It's like a weird basic tactics game where you play the Ubisoft character roster like uh, Sam Fisher or Rainbow Six Siege guy or yeah. other guy with gun or Wildlands bad guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, Sam Fisher is like the only actual name there. And then if you're into Siege, you're probably excited because those guys do have names. They do. Um, but I'm uh, just saying from like a normie perspective, it's just like, who gives a shit? That's exactly about any of these people. If you're not a siege player, it's like, I don't know, gun guy, bigger gun guy, yeah. armored gun guy. Hey, there's Sam Fisher. They should make a new game of that with him. Fourth gun guy. Yep. Um, oh, I guess like on smaller stuff, I think it was in the pre-show. Uh, Trials Rising is getting the Giga Track, which is just this huge track that people can like uh do that actually sounds super interesting like a marathon trials yeah. track apparently it's the biggest track they've ever made apparently they, i guess they've done a giga track before it was in one of the previous games but this is like a bigger version of it oh, okay um, oh that's actually i kind of like the idea that's out right now 
So okay. if you have Trials Rising, you can play that. I, I kind of like the idea of like, you're going to sit down. This is going to take you 90 minutes. Yeah. You can't fuck up for 90 minutes. Mm, yeah. No. It's so like the stupid. endless set list in like Rock Band. Like I, I like the, they're just a weird challenge to do. Like, why not? Um, sure. So I think that's such a cool idea. So free update uh, as of today. Uh, as of yesterday, there was a title update for Ghost Recon Breakpoint where they added AI companions. So you are no longer playing that game solo, which is going to make that game way easier to do everything in. Uh, do you think they're going to turn around Breakpoint like they did Siege and stuff in Wildlands? Uh, they've already kind of tried with their update to like make it a little more arcadey, but no. No, you don't think they're going to succeed? I don't think so. They'll probably just okay. focus on the next one at this point. Wildlands was good, though. Wildlands was never bad. It was just silly shooting. Silly shooting game. Uh, there was a I was surprised we didn't thing. hear anything about quarantine. Um, Maybe in the next one. Yeah, Maybe. I, I'm sure it's just like, they, you know, there's no gameplay or something. I, I would just I was surprised. No quarantine. I was surprised. No gods and monsters. Yep. Um, that's that's the bummer is that they didn't show anything. I personally give a shit about. That's why I'm bummed. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, The crew two is getting the DeLorean and some other cars. Yay. Uh, and I think there was a just dance thing, but I missed that. I was late. To I, the party. I don't think there was actually. It was in there the was pre-show. not like a dance number. No, 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 no. They, yeah, I think they there was like just mentioned like they're new releasing stuff new it. stuff. But again, it's just like these are the tracks. I didn't pay attention to it. So, uh, yeah, kind of a bummer for me personally. If you like Far Cry, I bet it was great. No, because you already watched that trailer two days beforehand. So yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, okay, in other news, Google. Signed deals with Supermassive Games and Harmonix to develop exclusive games for Stadia. Right. Actually, yeah, Stadia had a live stream as well, another Stadia Connect. Yeah. Uh, I did not watch this, but Me I... Me neither. Uh, the only thing I, I know heard, about I it the was uh, they announced a new Bomberman game. Oh. Right. Yes. yes. Super Bomberman R Online, which is a 64-player online Bomberman game. It is, ex- oh, it is timed God. exclusive to Stadia, but it is coming to other platforms. Okay. Are you going to wait care. or are you going to jump in wait. for like a month of Stadia? I, 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 tweet, I tweeted out like size and starts looking for like Stadia subscriptions. And then someone pointed out like it was it's time. Excuse me. I'm like, all right, never mind. False alarm. I can wait. Yep. Okay. Because I don't, uh, I don't even know how well City even works up here. So, Well, then yeah, two words with one stone. You can try it out. <laughs> I would assume it works totally fine. I, I don't see why it would not work well in up in Calgary. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, Supermassive, Harmonix. Uh, I'm curious to see what they'll do. Supermassive, the, you know, the teams behind, um, oh, what's that horror game? Until the Dawn. Anthology horror game. Until Dawn. And, yeah. What's the, Dark Pictures Anthology. Dark That's Pictures. Umbrella. Yeah. Man of Madonna and, and whatever the new one Harmonix, is. Harmonix, obviously the rock band developers. Uh, I'm curious to see what they'll do for sure. Uh, and, and good for those teams. Like I'm always worried that Harmonix is not making enough money at this point. I'm always worried that no one's buying their products because they keep doing weird things like drop mix, even though I love drop mix. But like, drop, what, what is, what is that other game they're working on that's coming out soon? Their DJing game. 
Well, they keep announcing, like they keep putting out games. Like they have, they have like multiple VR. Like there's there's that VR uh, music shooter one. Like they keep putting out music related games. I just hear no one ever talking about them, so I'm always worried that none of these are successes and that they're not gonna make it. Uh, so I'm glad mm. they were able to get a deal. I uh, guess they do have that uh, the D- DJ one. Isn't it like called Fuser or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, these next ones I put in here. Rogue Legacy, uh, the the uh, early access has been delayed just under a month. It was supposed to be coming out July 23rd. It has got pushed to August 18th. I love their comment on this. Did you guys read it? It's really good. I did. Here, but, let me, I did, let me quickly read, read it for, for you. Listeners. Game development is a lot like football. It's weird, unpredictable, and we don't know the rules. And just like football, when you get the ball, sometimes you got to run with it. Blah, blah, blah. They talk about game development stuff, and they said... In our opinion, the game's good. These few extra weeks will help us turn this football into a home run. I thought that mm-hmm. was good. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I'll wait. I'll wait until the game's good. Like, I don't. No big deal. I got plenty to play. Yep. Uh, this came out today. Uh, Microsoft announced or confirmed basically that they are stopping production on a number of Xbox One units. Specifically, they have stopped production on the Xbox One X. And the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, um, meaning the only one they're going to continue manufacturing is the Xbox One S. I'm super shocked it's not the X that they're sticking with, and instead they're keeping the S. I'm surprised they're getting rid of the digital, considering. Yeah, I mean, I guess the S is kind of like the middle ground between the two. Maybe the S is just you know, outside of the all digital, it's probably like maybe they're my, here's my guess. It's probably their best selling. Yeah. Easily it's the cheapest one to make. So as they put all their like heavy hitters into the series X, then they, maybe they feel like the X is a little redundant. Maybe they, maybe they feel no one would buy it a one X and they would just rather go for the series X. You know, if it's only a little bit more, maybe they can super cut down the S. Um, still kind of surprising. Was not expecting to hear that. So, so soon. I would have expected them to keep pumping these out for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, continuing with some weird. more Xbox news. Uh, they were Xbox was interviewed today and they, there was kind of t- two big uh, tidbits that were pulled out from the interview. The first one, I'll just read the quotes off. It's our intent for all Xbox one games that do not require connect to play on Xbox series X at launch of the console. Uh, that sounds good to me so they're trying to get every single one of them day one backwards compatible i i bet they'll do it like they they don't seem to be saying stuff like hoping or you know or we're trying or we're testing you know sony has like we're testing titles every day we're up to like a thousand or whatever it was um so good for them and i get and the connect is is fully gone uh and then the next one is uh, they announced that Xbox Game Studios titles released in the next couple of years will be playable on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So they're not... The the quote is specifically, we won't force you to upgrade to the Series X at launch to play Xbox exclusives. So they mentioned Halo Infinite. I I think that's the only one they can mention as as the only announced Xbox Game Studios uh, title uh, under under their belt. But I guess things like whatever comes from Double Fine is going to run on both. Uh, whatever comes from, uh, I am blanking on all the other studios. Ninja Theory. Just, 
Ninja Theory will run on both. So, um, yes, sounds like they are going to continue supporting the Xbox One for a few years, at least internally. It is surprising, though. Like, it makes sense. You got the install base. Like last last uh, generation, we had these like co- games on both consoles. Like, remember Destiny One came out on the 360 and PS3. I guess that's true. So it's kind of it's pretty pretty similar, and I'm sure tons of third parties will be doing this as well. Uh, like, I would not be surprised. Far, they said, like, going back to Far Cry Six, uh, the release date is uh, February of next year. I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a last gen version of that as well. Um, and last bit of Xbox news is they announced this morning that Project X Cloud is going to be getting bundled into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate this September when it goes public at no extra cost. Uh, which that's pretty exciting. Uh, Ultimate is the is the version where you get the PC and the console all in one. I don't think it has Xbox Live Gold. It doesn't. It doesn't. There's like another one that has both though, isn't there? Maybe I, I don't keep up with Xbox stuff, honestly. Maybe. Yeah, there's there's, an, there's another one that has like all of them together. There's, there's too many tiers, man. Anyways, there is. Game Pass Ultimate subscribers get Project S Cloud for free. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm uh, that that's awesome. I, I'm not leaving my house anytime soon, especially not in <laughs> September. So I'm not going to be able to use it. But when uh, the world writes itself again, I'm looking forward to playing that outside my house. All right, continuing on. Uh, did you guys see this Lego Ness? Yes, I did. Uh, so Lego, did they fully announce it? Yeah, there's a, even a video out. Uh, they announced a Lego Nintendo Entertainment System. It it, it even involves a uh, a CRT, uh, an old school CRT uh, as well. You 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 make the Ness, you make the game cartridge. The cartridge can goes in the slot. Did you guys see the video? I didn't link the video in our doc. But did you see the video of this? I've seen the video, yeah. Oh. Like, it, like it's a little, like, diorama that you can make. You rotate it like a little thing, and it plays the actual, like, game for a little bit there on the screen. It's real yeah, neat so the oh. So, Paul, you hadn't seen it, you, you said? No. No. So, the background, it, like, where you're seeing Mario there, there's actually, like, a crank, and it rotates around on, like, a, like a spool. So, the background moves as Mario, oh, you know, I jumps see. his way through it. Sure. Um uh pretty interesting so like i said yeah you make the game cartridge the cartridge fits into the the nest uh, box itself uh this thing looks super cool it's way expensive yeah um it's not and, and it also seems pretty big it looks like it's i think it's like one-to-one scale or just about um so i mean i'm not gonna get this i don't have room for a fake nest at my place but this is a the a cool lego setup for sure Yep. Yeah. Neat. Uh, and last bit is that the Uncharted movie has officially begun uh, filming. Uh, nice. Someone sent this into our Discord. I think they even said, uh, or it's actually the headline of this article, seven directors later, the Uncharted movie has finally begun filming. Um, so that's going to be a reality at some point. Nice. All right, that'll do it for news. So let's move on to some questions. If you would like to send in a question, it's topdownrespective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. 
And I can read this first one from Kevin that says, what makes a show question good or bad? And under what circumstances will you not answer a question? Uh, uh, it just usually like it's very rarely we even say we're not going to answer a question. Usually if it's either a repeat question that we answered recently or if it's like something we think is way too personal. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, there's no real hard rules, but like when we go through and we select them. Uh, yeah, I think the big one is like, do I remember actually answering this one? Like, is it that recent? Because we've definitely done repeats for sure, but it's been like a few months since someone asked us. What's our favorite game that everyone hates? Right? We've probably answered that one like 10 times on this show. Um, so yeah, if I can like remember answering it, it'd be like, ah, it's too soon. We'll, we'll get rid of that one. Um, yeah, t- uh, too, too personal. I'll, I'll sometimes take them out if I'm like, I can't see any of us having an answer to this and it won't even lead to something funny. It'll just be us sitting there going, uh, like that's yeah. just, if, if it's going to lead to dead air, I'll sometimes, I'll, I'll, I'll snip those out. Yeah. Read. Suku Suku says, you've suddenly become a quirky Japanese video game director. Now you have to make some video games. What themes would you incorporate in your games, and what would your Twitter gimmick be? (laughs) Alright, so themes to incorporate. Did you guys see the um, video Swery put out on the day of Deadly Premonition's release? Deadly Premonition 2's release at the bowling alley? Yep. If you have not seen this, you got to look it up. He he's at a bowling alley and polish and he has he has got um his his little monkey stuffed animal there and they are polishing a bowling ball for 3 minutes. Yep. Uh so yes, you definitely got to go watch this video. It's great. It's very sweary. <laughs> um anyways, yeah, back back to the question. I really like um like how Blood Dragon did it. Some other things do it too. Like the retro uh, puppet combo is a horror uh, indie studio as well. They do this stuff a lot. Like retro, like VHS tape aesthetic, uh, like 80s and early 90s sort of thing. I like that sort of aesthetic. Uh, so okay. something with those themes of... Uh, like with scan lines on the screen and stuff? Like, and film yeah, frame. some shitty wobbly sound every now and then. Maybe some like blown out colors that are too bright. Sure. Actually, going with that, uh, why have no other games like stolen the Kanan Lynch 2's like grimy like VHS looking filters? Remember how good those ones were? Because after playing that game for three hours, you would start to feel nauseous. <laughs> that game was hard to look at. Maybe maybe other people did. I just thought that was a cool thing that no one's done something as. It was thing. cool. Yeah. It was so cool that when I was done playing that game, I almost threw up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was the screen shake more than the uh, actual filters. Yeah, because when you got like a shotgun blast, it like, was bad. The screen almost looked like it like broke. Yeah. In like a yeah, yeah. Um, and other themes, sadness is always the best theme to incorporate in a game, for sure. Oh man! <laughs> I would just put it would just be pure chaos, pure nonsense. 
And my Twitter gimmick would be to be absolutely as straight laced as possible. Like no sarcasm, no joking, just like the most like nine to five businessman, straightforward conversation talk. I think that's just is just a perfect mix. Yep. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, I I always like uh, fourth wall breaking if it's in like a like a subtle way. Like I, I don't need someone like looking at the camera and winking. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, uh, or references to other games. I, I think of like the uh, remedy games. I love when they reference like of uh, the other games in their game. Um, kind of playing out the remedy stuff as well. They always make like a weird TV show inside their games. And I love that. So I think I would do something where there's like a weird subplot that you can kind of follow along with it through the collectibles or whatnot. Uh, I think that would be cool. I can't think of a Twitter gimmick off the top of my head though. For sure. I, nothing's coming to mind. Sure. All right. Linebeck writes in and says, at what point does the usage of acronyms become too much of a bad idea or too much or a bad idea in general? Uh, when you can make entire sentences with acronyms. It's too much. Yeah. When you can no longer understand what somebody's saying, the message gets lost. I almost think if you have like two back to back, it, it starts two back to back's hard. Super just weird. Like yep. someone just saying that to you, it almost sounds like they're, they're talking like, um, uh, like all military to you and they're saying like bravo alpha over and like you know yeah, it sounds that's like not a, that's not an acronym code though. words it's not an acronym but I, I just mean like it like verbally it sounds like you're using just code names over and over again um like can you think of can you think of a good sentence that has two acronyms back to back oh my god jk Oh yeah, oh, yeah, Valley Girl talk. Yeah, that would do it. But yeah, you're right. Like military talk and like saying things like foobar and stuff like that just started coming to mind too for, with acronyms. Foobar, yeah. All right, Disney or Yogurt Sapien writes in and says, "How do we handle spoilers when it comes to remakes?" Like, for example, with Final Fantasy VII, do we talk about that moment since it came out 23 years ago, or do we still avoid it since a new generation is experiencing this story for the first time? I've come around on this, and I'm now on the side of, like, yeah, let's be nice to the people that are now experiencing it for the first time. But, like, I've always joked about, like, that specific scene in VII for the longest time. But it also isn't in remake, so it's it's a really tough decision, because it's like, okay, I can, like... I can't discuss it if I'm not going to discuss it, like, but it's not in the game. So why do I care? All right. Well, I think this one is, 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 an, is a good example with remake. It's going to be mm-hmm. right. Or some version of it, depending on how, how weird they go. Right. Um, but theoretically it is going to show up. So I feel like it would be rude to, to spoil it. If, if final Fantasy seven remake didn't exist, I think you can talk about oh, this yeah. one. He's like, I think you can. Um, how how long do you wait? That's the tough part, because, like, I'm one of those kind of guys that will get to a game very late. But I would say yeah. at, at, like, 10 years for sure. Like, if you're at 10 years like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> was going like, to say five, but I'm just like... Five in, in a normal conversation, 10 for someone like me who just gets to games very late. What do you think, Paul? 
I guess I don't feel the need to talk about spoilers with somebody. Like, I don't feel the need to just be like, hey, random chat person, do you want to know the ending of a thing? Like, I'll ask, have you played this thing? No. Okay. And then I'll just keep my opinion to myself. So I, this is never a problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it can be pretty easy to avoid them, but I'm just trying to think like, yeah, like, so like, I, would you talk about the end of like Spider-Man? Spider-Man to, to someone like, is that, is that long ago? That's two years. I wouldn't want to know personally, but that's if somebody at, if John asked me, I would tell him, assuming that he wanted to know. Otherwise, that's but I, but ridiculous. I feel like but if, if he's but not I feel like if to, someone's then, asking you, then like they want to know, then it doesn't fucking yeah. matter at that point. Like, right. That I'm per- not just going to say, person, hey, like, John, this is the ending. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's why I don't understand. It's weird because it's like with Last of Us, like, I don't need to talk about that ending. But you and I talked about that ending on a venue specifically for that. And that's fine. I'm not going to just, like, randomly talk about spoilers, because why? Like, who cares? Well, I guess, the, well, I mean, if you need, like, a like a hypothetical of why you would talk about the spoilers, let's say another game a year from now did something very similar to uh, the ending of The Last of Us 2. Okay. In, in And what capacity could you say, oh, that's just like The Last of Us 2, because I wouldn't. XYZ. I tried not to compare games to other games because that's a poor comparison point unless that person's played the other game. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, it, I was, it was just a hypothetical. You can put whatever example you want in, but like, when would you openly talk about it without thinking twice is, is kind of the question. I don't openly talk about stuff unless I'm asked because I don't Yeah, I, I, feel like, I feel like that's a, uh, a per-person kind of question anyways. Yeah. Like, no one's going to give you the I, answer I I pers- you want. Yeah, I personally would try and dance around it as much as I can. Um, and usually I'll check with the person like, Hey, can I just like, do you want to know what, like, can I go, how, how in depth do you want me to go about this kind of? Yeah. As a person, you shouldn't blurt out spoilers period, unless the person says they're, yeah. they're cool with it. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the way you handle it is you just always go overly cautious. And, uh, cause like Sean, if you ask me a thing, my first question is how far are you in it? And then once I know, I'm not going to like tell you anything past that point. Cause Right. And, and even on here, stupid. like when when we're when even if when we're talking about stuff that could be like a spoiler, uh, we'll usually even, you know, if, if we will check like how far are you. But if, if there's even a part up to that point where I think like, you know, I would personally not like to know about this. Sure. I, I still wouldn't say it. Uh, you know, you yeah. got to kind of gauge like this would have been important to me to go in blind. Yeah. Um, like I'm trying to think of like so going back to the question, how do we handle spoilers when it comes to remakes? Like, I don't know why, when it comes to a remake, we even have to talk about the spoiler part from the original. We could just be like, it does this, this, and this properly. Like, what Tourette syndrome type of thing is it where it's like, oh, and by the way, I wonder how they're going to do this part that happened. Like, who cares? <laughs> well, I like, think that those can be valid conversations. Like, like yeah, I don't agree. Final Fantasy VII Remake. I genuinely am curious how they're going to do that moment now that they've I mean, established such like a weird ground like base level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't care at all. Like, because for me, it's more about how the game plays. I guess if like you don't want to know how a game plays, that's when it's like hard for me to talk to you about. But a I mean, game like if you're if like, you're at a point where you're like discussing the plot, then like yeah, if you're having a natural discussion about the plot, then fucking go to town. But like if not, 
who cares? I think that's really the yeah. Take I don't blame it. At. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at for sure. And and the remake side of it, what what makes what kind of turns this whole thing on ahead is even if we establish like this, you know, five or ten years or whatever the limit, quote unquote, is for each person, blah blah blah. Um, by having a remake, it almost like it resets it. But yeah. or does it reset it? Like that's that's kind of the main question. Is like, yo, we've been talking about this forever, but in the last nine months, everyone just got real quiet again. Does does, the, does that make sense? Like I feel like yeah, anyone that's exactly that's kind of what happened with seven. Moment. You're kind of right. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. That's the thing is, right now I don't want to say that moment, but like you know, if if this was three years ago, or if they didn't announce Final Fantasy VII remake. I would have said what that moment is because everyone knows that. Like, it's just kind of one of those things, you know, when it comes to games. For the I guess, part. but I wouldn't have found a reason to say that moment anyway. Like, that's I guess that's where I'm falling on is like, I don't need to just blurt out a thing that happened in a game. Plot point wise, unless we've already been like, it's weird. It, this gets weird when you're like, if somebody asks, what's the most like sad part of a video game or whatever? That's when it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> how do yeah, we well, talk about this it's, without spoilers yeah well that that's i mean yeah it could there could be a number of different uh hypotheticals but just like it's the but it boils down to like what has to kind of happen or how far removed it has to be for you to openly just say i'm okay saying this like right now i'm okay saying that darth vader is luke's father you and son of a bitch yeah, yeah. but like I've what never, compels I've you never to? seen a star war because there's no point in this conversation where i would have cared to mention that that's if, where I'm, I'm getting at. Again, I'm, it's just it's just a hypothetical. What, the hypothetical. If you need if you need me to come up with a hypothetical, maybe the hypothetical is someone wrote in and asked me what's my favorite moment in Star Wars. Oh, it's the part where Darth Vader says, "I'm your father." Or okay. should I have handled that with, "Oh, I can't really tell you it because it's a big spoiler." I personally think we are far enough removed from Star Wars, or sure. that that is just a cultural. You know, everyone just kind of knows that. Sure. Um, but if they like remade Star Wars, like if they're just like, hey, we're going to remake the trilogy and maybe there's going to be some twists, uh-huh. I, I probably would not say that openly anymore. You know what I mean? As crazy as that sounds. No, I, I agree with sure. you on that. <laughs> Which is a weird thing to think about. <laughs> that if, if that somehow is like, oh, you can't talk about that anymore. I mean, that's just, like, how, that's just, just how discourse like, goes, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also uh, what makes that whole thing interesting. It's, it's definitely what makes Final Fantasy VII super interesting is 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 how we can and can't talk about some of those stuff. Yeah, luckily it's a little it's different enough that like, yeah, it's different enough. But, so well, we're talking for 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 seven remake seven remake specifically. It's different enough that yeah. you can still have a weird open dialogue about it. <laughs> right and like we different. actually could get spoiled on something like we definitely do yeah. not know everything that's going to happen it is right. not just a full-on like remake of that game yeah right and i'm sure when part two comes out and gets leaked we will be spoiled on it or our children because we'll be dead because yep. it'll be 80 years from now yeah <laughs> all right next one uh, mine paul where's the pause? It, it might be paul's Paul's frozen on my end. And well, oh, Discord Paul's just back. shit cool. itself. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, you got the second lineback question. Yep, lineback writes in and says, "What 3DS Shin Megami Tensei games would you recommend for someone that hasn't played one in years?" Have this any of like us played question. any of the Shin Megami Tensei games on the 3DS? Not on the 3DS. I was thinking like I've played one on the DS. 
Not the three. I heard Four Apocalypse is pretty good. I heard those like last ones that were coming out were good. Which ones were those? Persona Q. Persona Q. Also, I, I think I heard good things about. Yeah, those. but those are Etrian Odyssey. So if you don't like Etrian Odyssey, don't get those. But if you do, get them. So they're 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 like first person dungeon crawlers where you build a party and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I always wanted so, to try the Devil you... Survivor games. Are those good? That's I've, that's the yes. one I played. I played the first one on DS. They are good. Okay, uh, and both of those Hence, got ported you know, to the DS. to the three DS. So, or sorry, oh, the, oh, the first okay. one got ported, and the second one is on the three DS. So, cool. I played that on a road trip. I don't remember where. Somewhere in Canada. I was young. Nice. I, yeah, I'm going to just say the answer is all. <laughs> sure. <laughs> all right, uh, John. Now it's you. Okay. Uh, Rinku588 writes in and says, is there any long-running series, game, show, book, etc., that you'd like to get into, but you find intimidating to approach you to a large amount of content, such as a huge number of episodes? And if you've done so, how did you? One Piece. I will never get into One Piece. Yep, that's the answer for me, too. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned One Piece, because when the pandemic started, I was like, oh, they're like 30, 30-some-odd 30 issues from issue 1,000. I should catch up. And I was around like 800. <laughs> No, I was I was okay. around like eight hundred. If you were already right? at eight hundred, oh. then fair. Yeah. So like, but still, it's been like three or four months of me reading like two issues every single day. Like, there's so much One Piece. Um, it and it's hard because One Piece is so good. But I I feel so bad saying, oh yeah, you should start One Piece. Like, yeah. it's just mean at this point. There's so much to go through. But there's oh the highs are so high. Uh, Yakuza. I would love to be caught up on Yakuza. Mm. Yeah, those games do take a bit to get through since they're so long. I'll agree with you on that. Uh, not as long, but Mass Effect. I would like to get into, but I feel more intimidated by that in general. I think Mass Effect's a, a pretty easy one to get to do. Only three games. <laughs> by by, oh, by comparison, yeah, but... Um. And also, there's you know rumors of the tr- of a re- uh, remaster of the trilogy, like every week it seems like. So maybe holding off is like the the what you should do. Yeah, true. Oh. Uh for me, I wanted to watch the final episode, two episodes of Game of Thrones. So I watched a like truncated version of Game of Thrones because I don't like that show. To watch the final two episodes, and it was a waste of time. I was going to say, that oh, must have been a treat, considering how awful everyone yeah. feels about that. Yeah. You're answering, like, the second half of how, how you did it, basically? Yeah. I don't have anything okay. right now that I, like, really want to get into that's long-running. Like, One Piece is the answer, but unless I can download it into my brain, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, I would love to, like, right now, I would love to have played uh, Watch Dogs 1 and 2. I would love to have those both done. <laughs> so I'm like ready for three. That's another one. Mm. Um, anyways, how did it do? I'm trying to think of a scenario. I did this. I guess I kind of did this with the Ace Attorney games um, where I was like five behind and I was like, I'm going to start this series. How did I do it? They came out on mobile and yeah. I had a lot of train time and I just played them a whole bunch. <laughs> I just sure. found a, a spare chunk of time that they could fit in. And that's how that worked for me. Oh, I actually do have an answer. I f- forgot. 
I want to play the Danganronpa games, but there's no chance I'm going to. Because yeah. they're too oh, that, long. That's also fair, yeah. They're way um, too long. I'm like this close. In fact, the mobile versions are 30% off right now. So like I, I that's not, I'm like this close to just finally doing it, but I just have but currently I have so many games I'm playing. I mean Ghost of Tsushima comes out in a few hours. Like So does Paper Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. I've also just with the quarantine not having like a commute, I I play so less uh, mobile games these days. Um, sure. So I I can hold off and probably get it cheaper in the future. Sure. But that is another series I definitely want to do. You should play the other um, VLR games. Yeah, I heard three is not good. I do want to play two. I want to play VLR. I I think they're I think they are all good. They just are not as good as one. Mm. It's very similar to Mass Effect. I think, you know. <laughs> well, actually, no, no two was two better. Is the best, yeah. yeah. So that's not that's not a good example. I don't know. All right, next question, Suku Suku. What is your sticker star? A game that you could write an essay on how much you hate it. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, that that's a running gag with Emil. Oh, okay. He he okay. literally wrote an essay about how much he hates Sticker Star. Okay. I think it's still a fair question. Um, I wrote a review for Pro- was it Project Shield? Is that what the name of the game was? Uh, yeah. That 3DS tactics game that sucked. You're thinking Codename Steam? Codename Steam. That's what oh. I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Codename Steam. I wrote, I wrote a review. That's basically an essay. Yeah, and then like half I, your complaints got addressed by a patch like two weeks later or something like that. Great. I'm happy for that. Now people can enjoy it more because it sucked. I wrote a review for a game called like Quantum Theory. That was a bad Gears of War ripoff. I fucking hated that game. That, I, that game is okay. No, it's that, not. The story in that game? is ridiculous and i love it it's a bad game it plays like shit i think you go to that game for the weird ass anime story the story Uh, wasn't also one of the main characters named like big bow no you're thinking binary domain and that game is great oh i am thinking of binary domain i remember the one you're talking about i have played quantum theory that game does suck it's a bad gears of war (laughs) yes and mine has been changed no he paul's right Binary, Binary domain, domain so though, good. <laughs> yeah. is, is real good. Yeah, more people should play Binary Domain. I want to write an essay about how good that game is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was in this would have been freshman year of college. I was in like a in you know intro to new media, and one of the final assignments was you had to write an essay on something relating to new media. I just handed in one of my game reviews. Nice. <laughs> I think I, I had. Some some Gears of War game had recently come out. I want to say like maybe it was two or three. I can't remember. It was definitely a Gears of War one. I just handed that in. I like make I I spruced it up just a little bit and just handed that in. What grade you get? I I could not tell you. That was so long ago. I I'm okay. sure it was like a fine grade. Like I think it was. It wasn't anything amazing. It wasn't anything bad because I can't remember it. Or do you have a game, uh, John? The only one I can think of is is the one I always say. Uh, Aiden Chronicles the First Mage for the N64. It's the only game I ever rented and returned the same day. Okay. 
because I'm usually pretty generous with liking or not liking a game. So yeah, I have played many a shit game and enjoyed many a shit game. You could probably do an essay on Superman, right? Oh, easily. Just because you know so much. I mean, much. he kind of did, right? Like, the, his video that's, game. That's, like, that's like a mini-doc, basically, at that point, yeah. 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 Um, also, Umbrella Corpse was one of the worst games I ever played. <laughs> that game is so bad. I don't I know that I hate Umbrella it. Corpse. Yeah, I think most people have. I can't believe they tried to make Resident Evil an eSport. What are you thinking? <laughs> so dumb. I mean, why not at this point? You gotta get that money. I guess so. Uh, VGC Candy writes in and says, if Sakurai came to you to offer your likeness as costumes for the Me Fighters, also known as TD Mees. <laughs> TD Mees? Oh my god. That's no. Perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> which host gets which style? Dib Sword. Dibs Gunner. What's the other one? Brawler. Yeah, Brawler. that sounds right. Okay, I assumed people were going to want the sword. Uh, so that's why I had to jump in. There. I've definitely been in more fist fights than I have sword fights, so I'm okay with that. I definitely own way too many Nerf guns. So. <laughs> uh, but I also own a sword, so really, interchangeable. And I was about to say, I'm not a weirdo who owns a sword. <laughs> but I, have, uh, I still do want that one. All right, and last but not least from Hebrew Lantern. Oh, never mind, not last. Uh, since the Pope exists in the Cars universe, Car Jesus must have existed. Okay. What kind of car do you think he would have been? What other car versions of famous people can you think of? Also, what car would you be? And do you have a car-themed name for yourself or the other hosts, i.e. Bob Costas and Daryl Waltrip were named Bob Cutlass and Daryl Cartrip? Uh, the Jesus uh, would be a Volkswagen. I don't know why I thought Volkswagen too, but you're, hmm, you're talking like a Volkswagen Beetle. No. Yeah. No. Not no. Me. No. What do you think? Hold on, let me find a picture because I don't know car names very good. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a super car guy. <clears throat> so like. Would the removal of the the tires, like putting in the putting a car on blocks, was is that kind of like crucifying the car? I hate that I'm actually thinking about this. <laughs> I hate that I'm actually thinking well, about this. Pixar's cars fault. Fair. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, since Jesus had such humble like upbringing and beginnings, he would just be like a rusted up Ford. Yeah, I guess like. It's the only one I can find, just like the Volkswagen van, the one that's just like old. Like and... the Shaggin wagon? Yeah. Oh man, actually, not a bad answer. Yeah, the Shaggin wagon. That's. I didn't know if one. it had a name or not, but like that's just I think what that's comes the official up. Official scientific name. I think I think it's just Autoboost or something like that. Like it, like it's got some some bus related name. I think, mm. but yeah, most people know it as the Shaggin wagon. Okay. I just say like the mystery machine if we're going in like a van route. Sure. I'm gonna take that for myself. I want to be the mystery machine. Mystery machine. And I'm, and I'm obviously Sean Bukar. Oh, that's really oh, good. Shit. Fuck. Ah, shit! It's writing his name. Oh, you're just Fuck. popular. 
Oh, yeah. so you're right. I don't even have to change my name. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> or you could be like John Wheels. <laughs> Which yeah. just kind of sucks. That's not as good, <laughs> weirdly, to me. Anyway. Yeah. John Wheeler just makes so much more sense, honestly. Just literally my name. Paul. Yeah. I'm... Other famous people. Okay, what other car versions of famous people can you think of? George Carstanza. Okay. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh my god, the Chrysler! That's what Jesus is! Oh. Fuck! Good. That's a, a super stoge in the chat. Yeah, that's a chat. Yeah. That is very good. God damn it. <laughs> Chrysler. I'm mean, just writing the name the whole time. It's going to have to be something that's like not with the word car, not with the word wheels. No, I'd be like a Polvo, like a Volvo. Alvo, Palvo. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's Palvo. kind of like all I can think of. That's definitely better than anything than I, I could think of anything. I have no idea what my name or what type of car I would be. I feel like since glitching is one of my main like things attributed to my streaming, I would be like like a car that constantly breaks down. Then at that point, oh, see, I thought you were gonna go with like the DeLorean. I mean, also okay with that. I I would probably pick like Kit from Knight Rider at that point. Can I pick one of those? Um, what was that like? Uh, that cartoon that had the teens turning into cars. Oh God, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember the name of it. What was the name of that? And it's super weird. And you should look these these transformations up on YouTube because they look horrible. Because <laughs> their like faces get all wide before they turn into like the front of a car. What is the name of that show? Isn't it? Is it like Turbo Teen? Something like that. Is that what it was? Turbo Teen. That's what people are saying in the chat. Yep. I want to be a Turbo Teen car. What about you, Paul? What what vehicle are you gonna be? I think he said like a Volvo, like a Polvo. Polvo, yeah. I think we lost Paul again. <laughs> uh, all right, my turn. Dedinsky writes: If you had to do a solo podcast episode about one game, which game choice would make for the longest episode, and which game choice would make for the best episode? Longest episode would be Skyrim. Like, just pick a long ass game at that point. I was saying like World of Warcraft would be the longest. Oh, actually, you know what? An MMO, yeah. But I, I probably couldn't do that, so I would have to do. Um... Oh, and it looks like Paul got a power surge. Which... I also think the stream is down. Yeah, but, we, so but we're, we're still recording, to... so we'll have the audio. We're still recording. Yeah, yeah. Um, Pokemon. I could probably do Pokemon as the longest for me. But would it be the most? would be the best episode i don't think it would be bad there's a lot i could talk about mm. what about you though what could you do because i don't think you could do skyrim or, or warcraft right? no the longest game i've played through would probably be like breath of the wild or persona like one of those like 100 hour rpgs uh what would be the best I'm trying to think of the like 
the worst game I've played, but the most entertaining is. God Hand might be like the most entertaining one to talk about. If I even remember all of okay. God Hand at this point. All right. And okay, you obviously and, we'll hear Paul's uh, answer. Oh, Paul's officially out of, out of the call. Um, do you want to read this last one? It is. I think it's so fitting for you. Oh boy. Rasterman sends in, what was the last edible plate you've been able to cook? How hard was it? The last thing I cooked technically is hot dogs, but if we're going to get like actual cooking, uh, I made uh, my first scrambled eggs the other day. It was weird. It was weird. I did not realize scrambled eggs were as complicated and not complicated at the same time. What is complicated about scrambled? Have you made any eggs before? No, I don't cook. Because that's the thing. I, is like, I don't cook at you're all. You're trying to make. So the thing with eggs is, you, anytime you're trying to make eggs, if you screw up, you can still make them into scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, like, that's, that's always, like the backup. That's like the okay. Here's the same. Exactly. That is always the backup. If you're trying to make an omelet, but it didn't hold together, well, now you can just mash it a bunch, and now it's scrambled eggs done. Um. Good job. Uh, I cook every day. <laughs> uh, so what was the last thing I made? uh let's see today i just had like leftovers so i made some i made like a mushroom chicken meat uh dish that sounds uh, good days ago. yeah <clears throat> pretty good indeed uh okay that's gonna do it for questions and for this podcast uh, as you can see we hosts are dropping like flies mm-hmm. um if you want to send in a question for next week it is top down respective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? Uh, Curse the Moon 2. Mine's Deadly Premonition 2. I like it despite all the complaints, still still up there. Well, I'm still playing it a bunch. Like, uh, yeah. It's definitely not going to be Fall 76. (laughs) Okay, fair. Um, All right, and if you are a subscriber to the Patreon, the submission thread is going live tomorrow, so submit a game um, for the poll that will be next week. Otherwise, we will see you guys then. Bye. Later, everybody. I was going to say...